Hey guys, welcome. Hi, Patrick Keen here. Um, welcome to Keen on Things Podcast. Keen on Things Podcast. If you hear fans and air conditioning going off, it is because I am still in Arizona and uh, got some air conditioning cranking, some fans cranking, some uh, moms in the background on the phone, stuff like that. So this is episode 16, 4th of July, Independence Day, Perspective, Carl Reiner, your show of shows, all kinds of stuff coming at you. Um, I think this episode is going to be called um, Independence Day, yeah? Just like Bruce Springsteen sings about. And if I had uh, um, the technology, which I do, I would uh, gladly have that song playing right now. Welcome. Thanks for joining me, guys. It's good to be here. 16 episodes. Good Lord. That's like four months of stuff. Um, I'm your host, as I said. Uh, happy 4th of July. A very merry 4th to you and yours. A very difficult one for people to rally around, but if I know Americans, and I think I do, uh, they're partying anyway. Every group, right? Every faction. Whether it's people marching and protesting, whether it's, uh, you know, the hardliners, whether it's the conservative right or uh, the liberal left that's out in Venice and G-strings. What? Um, so much history and strife is being unearthed with each passing year as it should. That's fine. Uh, but first things first, some new art on my profile uh, page. Uh, profile pick is done by Todd Spence, a buddy of mine from Jimmy Kimmel, who went to Webster University uh, outside St. Louis or inside St. Louis, right outside St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, great artist, worked with him uh, on Kimmel, and he's a good friend. Just an amazing talent. Um, anyway, the picture is something he put together of me. It looks like I'm in my closet and hiding my sexual orientation with some hangers because it looks like I'm in my closet because um, that's kind of where I operate out of the bunker you know I don't have a big studio believe it or not with the sound um, but uh, he's done the artwork so now I think that I'll stay away from uh, artwork changing week to week I think I'm just going to go with that because I liked it so much you know I wanted to do something every week different representative of the title theme of the times current events but with this uh, new artwork, why would I mess around with it? You know, once you uh, once you land a good man, you got to hold on to him. But you can find Todd Spence. Find him at Midnight Video on YouTube. Go to YouTube and enter Midnight Video. And he and Zach White, they make a lot of great content, a lot of horror stuff um, that has been making me crap me pantalones for over a decade now. So subscribe to that. Be sure to subscribe. Do you like fear? Do you like freaking out right before you go to bed and you can't sleep the right way for a couple days? Then subscribe to Midnight Video, Todd Spence. And we've collaborated on some projects, meaning I've stood in as a character on some stuff that he and Zach wrote and produced and directed and edited and cut and did all that stuff. Um, and I hope, we, I hope we get to work together again. You know, it's always been a dream. But uh, great artwork, man. Great artwork. Thanks. Just flattering to have someone sketch you, really. You know, you got to pick. It's like, oh, I got someone to do this for you. So, uh, yeah, I'm still in Arizona. A few more days. I think Tuesday I'll be leaving. It's Sunday right now, July 5, Cinco de Julio. Um, the trip's, trip to Jackson Hole, Wyoming is going to be put off a couple of weeks. I'm going to L.A. on Tuesday, I think, uh, and then back here and then back up to Jackson Hole for a couple of weeks where I'll probably record a few of these episodes. Um, to see, to spend some good time with my sister and her husband and her two little kids, because I've spent um, a lot of time with the ones in Arizona. Got to get, got to divvy it up. Got to get up to Jackson Hole, uh, doing that. So, um, what else? I'll tell you, man. It's hot. It's it's got hot. It wasn't necessarily that hot last week. I don't know if you tuned in, but um, this week, today especially, it's like one eleven, I think. 
and uh, things run hot. You forget, man. Things just melt in your car. But uh, who knows? Happy Independence Day weekend. More bit, most bittersweet I've ever seen, man. I, I don't know that the, if it was me or if there was a lot of uh, joylessness and just like keep me away from the red, white, and blue stuff. Like don't overdo it. Just let's everybody just chill out and not if if the if the flag and everything's gonna be such a uh, bone of contention. Let's you know let's go light on the flag. You don't need to doesn't need to be in my face everywhere. But then you get on Facebook and you see a lot of pics. Um, are we about four and a half minutes into episode 16 here? Are, are we going to be the first culture to just choose destruction over inconvenience? Is that what's going to, is that what America is headed toward or has been happening since biblical times? I mean, Moses came down from the mountain and saw everyone worshiping the golden calf. I mean, is that what's happening now? Are we worshiping the golden calf? Because that's all it is. is are we choosing destruction over inconvenience? You, you can't wear a mask. And you have to cause a fight in a place that makes you wear a mask? That, that like, people that aren't making that good of money that have to appease so many people, you're going to make it harder for them because you left your mask in your car or at home or are overtly just being a jerk. Um, I, you know, back in the Revolutionary War, how many revolutionaries were there? I, I want to focus on July 4th and what it, you know, the nitty-gritty. There were 2.5 million Americanos. Uh, that's not including slaves. I think I think there's about a half a million slaves. But anyway, that's smaller than Orange County is now. Something that size, a group, here comes there. Something that size, a group of people would influence 300 million later on. How incredible is that? Like, I think we, we, we let it get out of uh, hand how big the old uh, Independence Day was. Like, we have as many COVID cases worldwide as there were Americans fighting the Revolutionary War. There's roughly 2.9 million people worldwide with coronavirus. And uh, that's about what we had, fighting the Revolutionary War. Um, God, there's so many of us, 300 million Americans, riding the coattails of those few and honoring them by acting like complete idiots on this day. But I try to focus on the good. I try to focus on, like, okay, a smaller group, a weaker group, a group with not as much resources and money, took on impossible odds, took on the English empire uh so they could you know live under rules that would be monitored by themselves or by a governing body that wasn't overseas you know you got to appreciate that right i think i hope to i i I hope so that's what i try to focus on same thing as texas texas was trying to do that text tejas tejas didn't want to answer to mexico city who was answering to spain who was answering to rome they don't want to have to go all the way back there um but uh yeah so Nicely, I'm, I'm with my mom in, in uh, Chandler, Arizona, and there were fireworks literally right outside our living room window over the back wall. We, we literally did not need to move. I think my mom needed to turn her head, but I was on the couch. I just faced forward and watched fireworks, a very good little show, local show. And I was like, wow, we're not, we don't even have to go outside, so it couldn't have been easier. Um, look, I'd, I'd be more gung-ho for America and the red, white, and blue and the flag and all this if we got racial harmony. If we got racial harmony, helped the poor, ended the wars, I'd be happy to celebrate with fireworks. But I'm just, uh, I just, I don't feel this thing that commercially I'm supposed to feel, you know, and uh, peer pressurely I'm supposed to feel. I I just, it's like, eh, it's more of an annoyance and a nuisance because it's a lot of people, uh, I don't know, faking it or, or just a lot of people not understanding what's really happening. 
but uh, you know, you got to watch out for those people always showing, you know, shouting America, you know, shouting America the loudest. You know, people celebrating the loudest are likely to be the ones who do less for the country than anyone. So always watch out for people doing that. I can't imagine being a troop and coming home to see this, what this shit population of ours is doing right now. I mean, what if you're a black soldier? What if you're a black veteran? Right? I don't think many military or Navy SEALs would treat black people that like the way they're being treated with all this. You know, they ask for help, right? They protest police violence and then they get shit on by the general population for it. If you're a good cop, man, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling bad for you because you're in a shit quagmire yourself. I do a joke. Um, anyway, 4th of July. I do a joke about how in California we have to go to Mexico to buy, to buy real fireworks from China so we can celebrate independence from England while we drink Budweiser, now owned by Belgium. You know, Yankee Doodle Dandy, we're all in this together. And that's really what it is to me. I, I don't see holidays and nationalism. I don't care for it. We've made things so easy for white Americans that you can you can be sloppier than ever and still be allowed to like exist, do your thing, be heard. No other group can do that. So I avoid it. I avoid a lot of the um, you know periphery of Independence Day. Like I avoid St. Paddy's Day. Okay, I'm Irish. Like I avoid New Year's Eve, Halloween a little bit. Some of those festivities. You know, it's just amateur night for drinkers. I still partake in Halloween a little bit though. But, uh, and you know what? 47, I've done my time with a lot of those uh, holidays already. And maybe now I'm just using it as an excuse. Like, oh, I'm protesting. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm just older. Um, but I will go to parties sometimes for those events. But usually it's an outlet for the crazies and the desperates. That's what those states are. You know, we talk about freedom and equality and Budweiser. But then we got two wars going on. We elected an orange clown. We don't care for our own people. You know, we imprison our population more than any other first world country, even though we have more money than any empire ever. And we want to pat ourselves on the back. I just don't think we're deserving of a pat on the back right now. And maybe I think that's deep down what a lot of people are feeling. People, oh, you just don't love America enough. Anybody, I'll, I'll, I'll say this, man. Nobody's happier on this day, July 4th, July 4th weekend, than England. They have got to be so happy they lost that war. I don't even know if they lost it or just threw it. They just they were like, screw it. They were like, you know what? Nobody's really gonna know. We don't need we got, you know, ninety percent of the world's ours, except for China, the Middle East even. You know? Let's just let's just let them have this one. You know, we'll rest, go back home. We got Canada for crying out loud. But um anyway, yeah, just not really proud right now. Just the day to day grappling with lies is exhausting. That and, uh, look, like I'm Irish Catholic, you know, I was raised Irish Catholic, but I'm also Catholic. So that means I have to be American, but I'm also a Californian, but I'm also an independent since, well, you're from Orange County, so you should be Republican, but you live in LA, so you should be Democrat. All these categories, man, they just help divide us. Don't be categorized. Be a human being. Be a human being first. It's okay to vote one way on some issues, another way on other issues. Black people are trying to get freedom and justice in the same country that celebrates it so hard. Give it to them. Palestinians are trying for it. We slaughter them, blacks and Palestinians, and take their land and pat ourselves on the back. We're more concerned with red, white, and blue bathing suits and posting pics online pounding Budweiser 
at the lake than we are truly about freedom and justice opportunity. All right. Uh, anyway, thanks to the people who served then and now who continue to serve. Hope you're being utilized. I fear it's not the case. Uh, hopefully you're not coming home disgusted at, at who we are and what, what we're doing domestically. Um, I'll tell you, I love the old movies, man. I love the old movies. And I want to be patriotic. I want, you know, something to stand for. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still patriotic. I'm patriotic for like the true soldiers, right? True peacekeepers. Not bullies that are looking to take advantage of situations where the other side is just trying to survive and is totally under-resourced, you know? These black brothers and sisters of ours right here at home have been on their own for 500 years. Civil rights movement was not the end of all this. I was raised on black sports and entertainment heroes, and even if I weren't, I shouldn't and I can't ignore the mistreatment and murder of innocent blacks at absurd rates in a country that continues to pride itself on Christianity. Black Lives Matter isn't just a black issue. This is all of us. It's not like they can... Be, oh, we'll put them on kind of a social reservation, you know, like we have with Native Americans. I'm hopeful social media and the social justice warriors that have put my industry completely on its head continue to help with the Me Too movement, right? With the Arab Spring, hopefully the wars, that includes um, the victims of child abuse and rape by the Catholic Church, victims of prison industrial complex, Palestinians, everything, right? And I hope China doesn't launch an all-out attack on us. And that we're taking them serious enough. I don't know. I don't know what the threat of China is. I just know that they have more soldiers than we do people. They have a ton of money. They have our money. And uh, who knows? And they're getting access to the seas with these little islands that they're building. Because that was forever. We're like, well, they don't have access to an ocean. Them and the Soviets don't have access to the oceans. But when you just start building land on the ocean, then you have access to it, I would imagine. Um, I know we want the enemy to be foreign terrorism, but it's domestic terrorism and domestic ignorance that we have to declare war on. Sounds trite, but it's the truth, and it has been that way for a long time. All right, we're halfway through. I heard 4th of July in D.C. is pretty great. My friend Chris lived there for a year and went to Washington Monument for a celebration one year, like little day drinking, afternoon, evening, said it was unbelievable. And he also did Times Square for New Year's Eve. And he said those are like two of the really special holidays someone should try to hit in their lives, probably Americans. Um, I don't mean to downplay the holidays like July 4th and, and you know, St. Patty's Day, not that's holiday Halloween, that's not a holiday, or New Year's Eve. I don't, I, I don't want to like ruin people's fun. It's just that I try to go where the crowd is not, uh, not only on Saturday nights in general, but um, just I, I like to avoid groups. I'm... Group think avoidance is what it's all about for me. Um, I don't even like to talk to audiences after shows, really, unless it's a group of friends that I knew was coming beforehand, or maybe I was with them uh, beforehand and just want to spend some time with them. I am getting better at that, at talking to crowds as they come through. Uh, not that I have crowds, but like when I'm opening for other people who have audiences, you know. I think it comes from sharing more who you are in your act. And up until this point, I've been a joke writer. Only recently have I tried to share who I am and then be more accessible to audiences. Like, hey, you have a good time? Okay, cool. You didn't? No problem. I am not going to take it personally. So, you know, if we can both be open-minded, then we can both get through this. 
I think a big reason I got into this business was to have the ability to go out on Sunday nights guilt-free. I remember being out of college and having a day job in San Francisco and seeing my buddies who were in a band. And after they had a like a Sunday or Monday night show, I went home and they were like, yeah, we're staying out and drinking. I thought, that's amazing, man. That's amazing. I want that life. You know, I want that life. Um, and not that I even do that now. Like, not that I even stay out on Sundays at all. I'm really trying to curb the drinking. Um, and not like I denied myself back then. I was still, you know, I'd still wake up in different places back in the old nineties and aughts. Um, but I just wanted the optionality. You know, I wanted to be able to, uh, have that. Now I don't care about the optionality as much. I think it's from being in a three year relationship that I really liked. And, uh, weirdly would like to return to isn't that strange because i thought i think i overcorrected by by breaking up and getting out of the relationship because i felt a little crowded when i could have just uh made some adjustments and been honest but anyway this is all easy for a 47 year old to say after having lived a lot of it right um so yeah I continue to exercise hypocrisy. I benefit off of being a white American. I eat food from companies who do terrible things here and abroad. You know, I'm going to go on unemployment soon. I looked at some paperwork today. Uh, I'm not perfect, and I try to bring those things up and bring up the imperfect things about Americans and humans in general so they can be addressed and discussed and improved upon. That's all. I'm not doing it being snide. I'm not a snide teenager, you know. Um, I wish I were wrong, but I'm not on a lot of this stuff. You know, I've been getting a lot of my news from the old Chris Hedgeses of the world, stuff like that. Right? Less and less from the networks. Because those networks are just there to keep up numbers in certain categories. It's entertainment, right? Oh... Things I don't bring up on stage, I bring up on this podcast. I want people to have a good time when they're out, so I don't really, I don't get crazy on uh, on the podcast. I'm sorry, on stage. I just do jokes. I want more comedy-driven stuff uh, on stage. And doing this podcast in my closet, I'm more truth-driven, if you know what I mean. Um, look, I want a party. I want to be happy. I want to go out on boats on 4th of July and... Uh, you know, dance in the sun and drink and do shots and maybe jump in the ocean and yell America and scream America. I don't know that I need to yell and scream America. Um, and I want to be able to benefit and off the accomplishments that I had nothing to do with. But uh, I can't with good conscience. But, you know, that's been my way since I was a kid. When there other people would celebrate for no reason, um, I was always like, well, you know, my older brother's special needs, he's suffering, so I can't be that happy. You know, it's kind of that, like that scene in Annie Hall where a young Woody Allen's like, I can't be happy if I know other people are suffering. Now, it's a little different than what Woody Allen's grown up to be in old age. But uh, anyway, of course, I want to feel happy. But this year, more than ever, is tough for everyone, I think, right? We need to bridge it all. We need to bridge all this. We can't have this disconnect. We can't have black and Latino communities living in poverty, living this cut off from resources and this good way of life uh, while we're on, you know, boats benefiting from our grandparents' labor. Uh, you got to share the wealth, man. You got to share it. Every racist needs a relative who's in a relationship with a black or Mexican, right? 
break that break it down. All of a sudden, it's a niece instead of a stranger that you thought was going to be trouble for you. Okay, we got to bridge the gaps, man. Can't just keep ignoring each other. I think the black and Latino communities are starting to come together more. They've been at odds. Um, a lot of it, you know, by white design, I'm sure. Um, but hopefully they're coming together and hopefully we can bridge it all, right? That's what we're here for. Not that it should take relatives dating black people or Latino people or white people for there to be improvement, but it sure as hell helps, right? It's a lot tougher, you know, using slang terms or, or voting on policy when you're like, oh, you know what? My sister's kid is, uh, you know, is mixed race. And that means they're my family too now. So, as you can see, the heat has taken its toll on my brain and tongue and ability to speak. All right. Um, brutal hydration in, in Arizona. I had uh, two, two, three days this past week uh, that just had me off my feet. And I think it was possibly heat stroke even for a few days. I didn't think... Um, it was COVID at any point because there was no matching symptoms, no breathing trouble, and I was okay in like two and a half days. My brother recommended ibuprof, and at first I was doing like three tablets, and then one night I was just hallucinating in my dreams and trying to fall asleep, and I was like, okay, this is way too much ibuprof. So I cut it down to like two, and then one. Now I'm like doing one a day maybe, but uh, it did help. It did help. It's it's magic. Some of this stuff. So my brother, because my brother had heat stroke a few months back, and that really helped. But he was doing like three pills every six hours. Man, Dennis, junkie, just a junkie. Um, so I don't know where to go now because our our last week, our last uh, gig was Copper Blues Live last week, and um, I just don't know where to go now. I don't think because everything got shut back down, so there's no gigs. There's no work lined up. There's no driving Uber with the new spike. So again, I was looking to unemploy, and uh, I don't know, man. Such a gnarly world right now. A weird frontier. Nobody's getting better at stand-up. Writing, maybe. Zoom shows, presentations, yeah, but not stand-up. I'm happy to do those, by the way. You know, gets a little rust off. But hon mono genai. Hon mono genai. It is not the real thing. It is not the real thing. It is not the hone mono. Um, so yeah, I've just been relaxing at my mom's place here for the last week. We've been trying to eat healthy. Um, you know, you talk about Southern California having to get in a car for everything. In Arizona, it's your only choice. Can't buy me love movie. Remember that? Tucson? What a lot. Like, that was in the late 80s. At no point are they like, it's so hot out here. This is miserable. What the fuck is going on? Like... How come at that in that movie at no point are they addressing how hot it is in Tucson in the summer? Like when they're about to play baseball and in the fall, it's just like he's cutting grass. Come on. It's a lot hotter in there leading on. Tombstone, yeah, because it was the old west and everybody's just sweating constantly in those outfits. Okay. Um I want to talk about Carl Reiner for a sec here before we wrap up. We've got about six minutes left here. Carl Reiner passed away this week. That's a big RIP. It's a big RIP. You know, in an episode of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, um, Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner and Jerry Seinfeld um, get together for a dinner. And Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner would get together for dinner every night. 
what a friendship they had started in vaudeville and just made it all seem so effortless like he was so big in comedy so significant in comedy for so long right since the late 50s he was on a show called your show of shows he was a writer and it was uh sid caesar imogene coco um imogene was aunt edna from vacation and sid ironically was in the final installment of vacation uh vegas vacation and Carl Reiner was one of the writers on that show. And that was an all-star cast. It was probably the greatest writing team of all time for television. It was um, Carl Reiner, Mel Brooks, uh, Neil Simon, Larry Gelbart, Woody Allen, and uh, I think that's it. But they all went on separate directions and all just, you know, just demolished life. Um, From that show ending in 1954, every writer went on to huge, huge fame. You know... And we and Sid didn't Sid just you know he was huge by that time the host just put it in neutral Sid was with the same wife for like sixty years, but we saw Sid again in It's a Mad 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 World in Greece, but we saw the other writers constantly in their projects. Um, yeah, he was with his wife God sixty seven years Sid Caesar was Larry Gelbart I got to meet um, he was the first one who passed away in two thousand nine he did the TV show Mash. Larry Gilbert did the TV show MASH, which, uh, not the movie, but uh, I, f- I met him at an event in 2001, some Warren Cowan thing. Carl Reiner and his wife were there, too. Rob was there with his wife, too. Mike Altman, Robert Altman's 14-year-old son, the director of the MASH movie, wrote the lyrics for Suicide is Painless, which is amazing. I think he was, yeah, 14. Um, so, rest in peace to Carl Reiner. Just an unbelievable legacy, man. I mean, he was very vocal about the president and he and his son both and i think they ran castle rock which was the production company that put the tv show seinfeld together because i think they needed to outsource that that wasn't being done by nbc and it was castle rock it was rob reiner and carl reiner and you know carl reiner was helped launch steve martin and was in all those movies he was in the jerk and he was in uh, dead man don't wear plaid and he was in the dick van dyke show that he created that was his baby coming out of your show of shows and uh that gave dick van dyke his launch which i saw bye bye birdie last night with my mom which was fun that's a funny 1958 movie um and which then in turn gave mary tyler moore her launch and then she'd have her own show uh in the late 60s early 70s after um, dick van dyke show ran its course so i mean you're talking about someone who's responsible for a ton of content ton of great content and uh, lived a long great life um so yeah r.i.p man right um redskins name change uh that's what's going on right now too in the news i you know i I don't know how upset native americans are realistically with all these tribal names but redskin is a derogatory term redskin you know like they don't call white people uh pig skins but they kind of should because pigs are pink and white people are pink anyway um Maybe they could go with an, like a local native tribe or just call it the pigskins or the toughskins or something like that. I don't know. I'd, I'd like the Native American. I'd love to have Native American skin, man. That is some good skin, not like the white freckly stuff that I have. But uh, anyway, I, I don't know. I think if they went something indigenous, that might meet halfway or just go with something else if you just want to steer clear. I get all of it. I get all of it. Not everything needs to be sensationalized, you know. That's why I like Noam Chomsky. He's always so calm. He's like, just objective, objective, objective. Um, 
But, you know, it's like, hey, well, it's tradition. Eh, it goes back less than 100 years. For who? A bunch of old white men? Who cares if it's like that small of a group? Tradition. Jesus. Change it if it's like horribly offensive. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's what's going on this week, guys. That's what's going on this week. And now we've come to the uh, portion of the show where it's uh, Patrick Keene's Tweets of the Week, guys. Tweets of the Week by Patrick Keene, giving them to you. And uh, here we go. Here we go. Um, on Monday, I tweeted, uh, I should never have tweeted this, but I was so much younger then. Isn't that funny? That's like meaning like 10 seconds ago, you know. Um, on Tuesday, I tweeted, uh, I can't imagine having an opinion on everything, you know, because uh, so many people have to chime in on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok with every single issue that comes down the pipe. Um on Thursday, I tweeted, uh, July 4th Eve coming up. Washington hopefully finds a room at the inn this weekend. <laughs> Crossing the story with Jesus. That's a pretty good one. Crossing the story. I got a lot of love. I got a lot of love out there on the old uh, social meds. Okay. Um, on Thursday, I tweeted, uh, nobody's happier on 4th of July than the English. They are the happiest people. They've got to be happy they lost. I mentioned that earlier in the episode. Okay. Uh, uh, Friday, I tweeted, uh, Hamilton aired. And uh, I posted a pic of Judge Reinhold from Fast Times. I was like, Hamilton was great last night. And that got the most love of the week, which it should. That was really fun. Um, you know, Hamilton was his character in that. And uh, a great movie, probably the greatest high school movie of all time. With Judge Reinhold playing the older brother, senior, when his sister's like a freshman or sophomore, and so many characters. And at the end, he redeems himself. He falls on hard times. His senior girlfriend breaks up with him. He gets caught uh, doing something. But then uh, after graduation, he uh, catches the guy trying to rob his store. Gets promoted. Pretty good stuff. Great episode, guys. I hope uh, hope it was for you, too. This is the Keen on Things podcast, episode 16. Um, just trying to get through the... Uh, the subterfuge. I don't even know if that's the right term. But thanks for listening. Hopefully, um, it's interesting. No shows. I mean, nothing. It's such an abyss we're going into. And you just got to take it a half day at a time, maybe even a third. Anyway, thanks for listening. Subscribe so that you'll get notified when these episodes pop up. And uh, continue to listen to Keen on Things podcast. Check out the artwork, too. And follow Todd Spence if you want. Because um, he produces some great horror. And he's also a great sketch artist. All right. I love you guys. Thanks.